feel like I can't keep being this cocky. It never works out for me. Cocky doesn't work out for me. It's the showdown. Tell this me, is, what is a peccary? Yeah, we didn't need that. Oh, we need to know what a peccary is. I didn't look so it up. So it looks uh, like a warthog. Not a warthog. Oh, yeah, yeah, It's yeah. a wild pig. In, it's kind of oh, like really? javelina. I don't know. Is javelina type of peccary? I've never know. heard of that oh. either. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> it's oh. a medium-sized pig-like pig like hoofed mammal. Yeah, yeah. I think... Uh, so I'm guessing I'm they're the in the... Mexico yeah. range of the pecan. I've, I've never heard of that. It's pretty adorable. I no, would like one are, in my backyard. Nasty little things. If I, uh, you're putting one of them in your yard. I have one of those in my yard. Javelinas are members of the peccary family. All right. So javelinas are a type of peccary. Yeah, they basically look like little pigs. Okay. But they're like really like mean little things. Um, as, it's funny. I've never are seen peccaries one. aggressive? And are they? They're native. Yeah. To, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I believe so. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you'll find them, like, through South America and Central America. Oh, okay. Too. Right. And then, like, the javelina is the only one in the United States. Okay. That's why I'm familiar with them. Yeah. All right. Cool. Tom knew. Wow. I'm impressed. Well, All once right. you started talking, I'm like, oh, like a javelina. Yeah, they're, it's because a javelina is a peccary. Oh, it makes okay. sense. No. Say that like we know what we're talking about. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, that, that sounded, like that sentence just sounded so foreign <laughs> to me. Oh, yeah, javelina is in the back. What? <laughs> All right. All right. Wait, give, us, give us some information. Today we have a perennial form that is two to three foot tall, one to one and a half foot wide, native to marshes, wet meadows, and swamps from southern Quebec and Ontario to Kansas and south to Texas, Texas and Florida. And its wetland indicator status is obligate. Hmm. It's so broad yeah. that I'm, I'm, I'm struggling. Describe the flower to us. Uh, but get rid of all uh, the techno techno uh, mumble jumbo. Well, use use real people terms. Okay, to well, them. I don't know. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Four <laughs> small yellow petals that are quickly petals. shed. Um, leaving four ovate non-reflexed green sepals. Mm. You said non-showy yellow yellow petals. Four small yellow small. petals. Petals. Jeez. Yellow green. Okay. Um. And it's an obligate in marshes. Uh, um. Does it take permanent inundation, and if so, to what depth? It can handle occasional inundation, and I'm not positive. All right. Occasional Mm. inundation? Yes. Occasional, but it's an obligate. I I was thinking new far, like Mm -hmm. spattered at first, but that's going to – that's a little bit more – and that technically that can get taller too. And mine on. were th- my thoughts with the flower, and I was like, oh, maybe I just missed the yellow part. But I was thinking like a spargania, but that's whiter. I think. I would, that's although I four yellow petals that quickly drop off. Drop that's why I was like, oh, maybe I just didn't know they had those. But spargenium kind of reminds me more of like a button bush, like yeah. a smaller button bush flower. Yeah, like kind of not. I'm not saying it's exact, but yeah, it just yeah. reminds no, me. Yeah, of that. you're right. Hmm. 
Well, and Sagittaria is white, but, but that's that's going to be a little more. Yeah. Um. Um. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. What the I, I'm going to say, I, I don't really know what else to guess. I'm two to three foot tall, one to one and a half foot wide. New. I'm going to say New Far Lutea. And I'll say which is spatterdock. I'm going to say spatter. Yeah. I'm just going to say spatterdock. And I'm going to guess. Um, yeah, that's that's an interesting one. That is actually an interesting one. Hmm. I'm going to go with New Far Advina. All right. Okay. It's not. It is seed box. Oh, what is Lud- that? Ludwigia. Yes. Oh, yeah. Wow. I didn't know it was that, that wet. You're listening to A Native Plant Every Day with Tom and Fran. Welcome back to A Native Plant Every Day. I am Fran. I'm Tom. And I'm Christiane. You should be disappointed with yourself with how close this game is. Well, at the moment, I'm missing a tally. <laughs> uh, what are you, you talking about? Oh, yeah, the yeah. new one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. I thought the, you were making fun of my half tally that I did that, earlier. That. <laughs> Today's plant is Ludwigia alternifolia, which is called seed box, also known as rattlebox, square pod, water primrose. Uh, as established already, it's two to three foot tall, one to one and a half foot wide. With a wetland indicator status of obligate, it's native to marshes, wet meadows, and swamps from southern Quebec and Ontario to Kansas and south to Texas and Florida. It's a perennial form of the Anagraceae family, which is the evening primrose family, uh, and can handle occasional inundation but has no salt tolerance. I, I did t- – you know, because I, I, I said what? I did look it up before we started, and I'm mm-hmm. really not familiar with it. Yeah, no, I'd, I'd heard of it, but I don't really know a lot about it. Um Except that it has, I know it has reddish tinned uh, stems clad with short stalk, sharply pointed, lance shaped, deep green leaves uh, that go to four inches, four inches long. And that's just because I read it here. And um, <laughs> it has solitary, bright yellow flowers, three quarters of an inch wide. They bloom on short stalks in the upper leaf axils from June to August. The flowers have four small yellow petals that are quickly shed, leaving four ovate, non-reflexed green sepals. The flowers eventually give way to fruits, which are cubical capsules. Uh, to a quarter inch long, each having one apical pore. Uh, those capsules then split open when ripe to release a numerous of uh, the numerous seeds contained therein. And those seed heads are, can be pretty attractive and give winter appeal um, when you I'm, see them. I'm still thinking cubicle capsules. I'm adding to my band name list. Yeah. <laughs> cubicle capsules. Yeah. Uh, what kind of music do you think they'd put out? That's a uh, little bit like I think electronic. Yeah, it's, little, it's going to be yeah. a little techno. Te- yeah. Techno. I don't, but it would be like a light techno, like a like a maybe just took some some narcotics, <laughs> the, kind of, the, kind of make, the kind that make you like feel really light and like uh, not I, DJ like yeah. Skrillex, but yeah. maybe you know like uh, like uh, more like what's the what's the MGMT? It, oh, okay, Ish. okay, that's oh gonna, yeah, that's yeah. cubicle capsules. Yeah. Yes, I agree. Uh, the com- I think as we owe that to people. If we say, that's a good band name. We should describe the music. Yeah. That, MGMT. That- <laughs> I would agree with MGMT. That's Or or a um, uh, Yaysayer, maybe like one of those type. I think that, that would be good. Um, common name is in reference to the interesting box-like seed capsules. When mature, they will rattle when shaken. That's pretty cool. 
Uh, easily grown in average, consistently moist to wet soils in full sun. It does tolerate light shade. It has no serious insect or disease problems, and it will self-seed in optimum growing conditions. The flowers of seed box are visited primarily by bees, including the house bees and leaf-cutting bees. Uh, less common floral visitors include uh, cephrid wasps, uh, small butterflies, beetles, and other insects. Graham, why are you laughing? Because <laughs> I, I won. I won. I didn't have to say Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. but Tom so, just powered through those. He did well, power you, through. You know what? I started thinking about it. I'm like, people don't know. They know. There are some that know, but they're not going to write in or, or say, these guys don't know how to pronounce oh. anything. So I said, I need to say it with confidence and just ignore See, there's ignore. people out there that just heard, challenge. <laughs> they're like, I'm right. In. Um, but um, yeah, so I just yeah, I just did it with confidence. You got it. It's like it when you're making a pizza. This is when people make pizza. I don't know how many people make pizzas at home, but I make pizzas at home. <laughs> if you try and just get the thing off the paddle, you do the yeah. dough off the paddle, and you're like really delicate with it, it doesn't work. It's like a massive failure. You got to do it with confidence. You just got to go for it and hope it works. <laughs> like there is no actually there is no hoping it's work. It's you know it's going to work, yeah. and then when it doesn't, it's it's okay. But usually it works because you did it confidently. Nice. So nice. that was my approach here. All right. So some insects feed on the foliage, including leaf beetles, flea beetles, and caterpillars of the pearly wood nymph. White-tailed deer occasionally will browse on the foli- browse on the foliage during the summer, and it's a possible larval host for the bandit sphinx moth. Moth. Yeah. Wow. I just all of a sudden can't talk. And uh, Fran, I think you should need to read this next one too. Sure. <laughs> Used in the treatment of phthisis, <laughs> which is pulmonary tuberculosis, asthma, and chronic coughs. Yeah, so uh, it can be used in floral arrangements when it is collected before the seed boxes break open. Uh, can be used in native plant gardens, water gardens, pond peripheries, moist naturalized areas, or low areas. Uh, the companion plants, uh, some of the ones we've even talked about on here before, is marsh marigold, monkey flower, cardinal flower, great blue lobelia, soft rush, blue flag iris, and tussock sedge. So that that makes sense. You know, it's been asked before what this companion plant means. So knowing that this is an obligate, all the other plants that were just mentioned here are either obligate or facultative wet, some of which can handle permanent inundation or saturated conditions. So if these all take very similar conditions, so they play well mm-hmm. together. So if you were trying to plant that plant and you had the right conditions, these are other plants that would work well in those conditions. Yeah, and then that genus name honors Christian G. Ludwig, who uh, was born in 1709 and then died – uh, very traumatically in 1773, uh, he was a professor at Leipzig. And what was the traumatic cause oh, of that? You know, I was just trying to make it a little bit more interesting. Well, um, of course, I have to look it up now while Christiane preps us for the lightning. Uh, he now. wasn't alive that long. He's in his, what, 64? So it yeah, is the 17. 17- during those times, I'm sure that's actually. Well, the thing is, people still lived a long time then. It was just. That was a, the, a the, right age. The age like length thing was more. You had so much uh, like child mortality, and that's why. So you have a ton of people who were dying at like zero days and then old, it's pulling and then down. it was pulling the average down. It wasn't okay. necessarily people still lived a little shorter, but not that much shorter. Uh, let's see. Um, I'm not getting the right Christian Ludwig. Ludwig. <laughs> uh, when you look it up, let me see. I'm getting. Did earlier. you try with G Ludwig? Uh, Christian Ludwig. Let me write. How about the years he was alive? All right, I'll try that. Let me see here. See if I get something good. 1773. Tragic. I wrote in Florida man. Tragic tragic death. Uh, Christian Gottlieb Ludwig. 
uh, German physician and botanist. Let's see. Does I have his death? He is remembered for his correspondence with Carl Linnaeus, in particular discussions involving the latter classification system. It was Linnaeus who named the plant genus Ludwigia in the honor of Ludwig. How do you like that? Yeah, that's about as far as uh, as Wikipedia is going to take us. I yeah, there, it <laughs> says nothing else on his death. Stay tuned for the, the <laughs> more details. On, on uh, the tragic death <laughs> Christian Ludwig. All right, let's do the lightning round. First up, true or false, the distinctive seed type is common across other species of this genus. True or false, this seed can have as many as 21 million seeds per pound. True or false, according to the NatureServe Conservation Status System, seed box is classified as imperiled. True or false, the specific epithet comes from Greek referring to its distinctive seed shape. And then true or false, seed box benefits from multiple days with highs in the 50s once they start sprouting. Sprouting. All right. I changed one answer. That might be my demise. I'm, I'm not sure about it. You're these right. Tom's answers. writing a book. <laughs> the, the, the backups are in, aren't they? All right. Yeah. All right. First up was false. Um, I'm glad I changed that one. <laughs> is specific to that species. Then it is true um, that the seed can have as many as 21 million seeds per pound. And if you're interested, it is equates to a 0.04 Pounds per acre recommended seeding rate. See, I thought she was going to be like, any of you are interested, we have that on our website, yeah. www.pinelandsnursery.com. Uh, we don't, If though. you are wholesale to the trade. Yeah. We don't, though, do we? Do no. we have it? Oh, it's not on there yet? We have it. We have it. It's not yeah. on the website. All right. No, we'll put okay. it on the website. Yeah. Before this airs. <laughs> yeah, until next Thursday. All right. Uh, next up was false. Um, in oh. the status system, it is classified as a secure population. I am glad I changed that one as well. I changed it to to <laughs> wrong because I'm like that was a little too specific how she yeah. said it. I think that's she's not why I changed. I've originally changed it from false to true, and then I changed it back to false. Yeah. Remember, I went to school for education. All right. Uh, next up was false. The specific epithet comes from the Latin meaning alternate leaved. All right, Tom, where yet? I, well, I want to ask you. Where I'm are you? Two at? for four. <laughs> okay. You lost. I have four for four. Are you really? Yeah. Wow. All right. All right. So the best he can do is tie? Tie for the, yeah. Okay. Last up was false. Anything lower than 65 degrees for an extended period can cause the plant to brown and wilt. So the last one was false? False. Okay, I got that one. And actually, friend, I'm recounting because we had that tie and we yeah. both got a point. You lost for the season. Yeah. Because oh. I will be five ahead with four. Matches left to play. There you go. All right, so let's do a little – for the end-of-week recap. Uh, for the guesses, Christiane is in the lead narrowly with a, a 16. I am in second with 15. Tom has nine. And then for the lightning round, Tom has clinched it for the season. He is winning 20 to 15. Uh, are you putting this in your yard, Christiane? Not at all. 
How about I, I have uh, texture issues, and when you look at this plant, it's just a serious issue for me. That is a great sales pitch. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I wouldn't put it in my yard, but I wouldn't be hesitant to put it in a restoration. I, uh, I, it's a pretty cool-looking plant. I don't have a, a place, an obligate place, so it's not going in my yard. But I could, having looked it up, I could see it playing well with, yeah. with the other things mm-hmm. that were mentioned. Um, all right, so we have one week left. One week left of a native plant every day. Uh, there is no episode tomorrow, Friday, because that is reserved for Native Plants Healthy Planet. So make sure you tune in there to for a brand new episode. And we will be back next week to finish up strong. And until then, keep it native. Thank you for listening to A Native Plant Every Day with Tom and Fran. Hey everyone, this is Fran and Tom, and we just wanted to give you a quick reminder to tune in every Friday to our other podcast, Native Plants Healthy Planet. Yeah, so on Native Plants Healthy Planet, we dive into all different kinds of subjects revolving around native plants and our ecology and having a healthy planet. We have guests from uh, from colleges, from other podcasts, from different nonprofits we work with, even authors. It's a really good time. We hope you join us over there. Make sure you tune in, and until then, keep it native.